The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that you can read your fortune in an armadillo's entrails? The problem is it's really gross. Not the entrails. The entrails are actually kind of nice, but the fortunes are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. For more armadillo-related facts to unlock bonus content and find out how you can access our episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash armadillopodcastingclub. The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 40 through 41, the last chapters of Crown of Swords, book 7 of the Wheel of Time. Previously, NDA and their ever growing entourage embarked on an epic quest like three blocks down the street to recover <laughs> the mysterious and magical weather plate. They're ambushed by the same Black Aja sisters who have ambushed them like three times now at this point, uh, but also by a wizard-proof squishy man who just wrecks everyone's face until Matt figures out his magic necklace is also apparently the Gummy Boy's one fatal weakness. How convenient. Uh, Unfortunately, he fails to kill the thing, but he does save, I guess, most of the wizard people? I think maybe half of them? Some of them? Uh, he didn't really take account. He didn't yeah. really care. A lot of them, that's a good point. I mean, the, the named characters, wait, no, most of the named characters lived. Anyway, they win and the magic pot is theirs. Upon their return, Matt insults some sea folk until they agree to do whatever he says, and uh, then he loses his little orphan friend just to the Sean Shan attack. Then a uh, building falls on Matt, so he's probably dead. Um, I mean, the only way he'd survive is with some kind of unnatural stroke of luck, right? So, <laughs> so I'm sure he's dead. Is, does this count as a death? Is this his third death? Fourth death? Wait, so his first death was with a dagger, right? Yeah, does he, that he like, I think he died when they were healing him or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's got to count. So that's one. Yeah. Then, of course, there was time he was hanged from a tree. Mm-hmm. That's two. That's two. So this would be three, I guess, maybe? Mm. Like, drop a building on him? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, how many, does, how many of those does he get? Uh, well, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, cats have nine lives. How, do many, how many do mats have? Matt, cat, wake up sheeple. Oh, shit. That's a cat. That's a cat. I mean, in like, in like book nine. It's like, and then Matt licked his paw and rubbed his ear. <laughs> and we found out the reason Matt liked shiny things was because he was a cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, Robert Jordan doesn't always spend time describing people. You know, he didn't, he didn't make a thing about it. But yeah, Matt's always been a cat. <laughs> So, chapter 40, Spears, Icon of the Aeol Spears. Yeah, we, have, we find Galena reminiscing about all of the wonderful times she had as a Black Aja. Yeah. Killing royalty, torturing Omerlins. Mm-hmm. Apparently two of them? I was... Well, she's counting Swan. Yeah, I know. So who was the other one that she tortured? The predecessor, right? Uh, yeah, the, well... Who died under mysterious circumstances, maybe? Yeah, they keep hinting at the, the weirdness that happened at the end of the Aeol War. Yeah... And it's the Amerlin that died leading to Swan, or at least... I thought the Amerlin that died leading to Swan was the one who prophesied. Wasn't that the No, she was just like the Keeper of the Stole. Oh, okay. Okay. Keeper of the Seals, yeah. So the Keeper was the one who said the prophecy in front of uh, Moraine and Swan that led them on their whole deal. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but but apparently this Amerlin was tortured to death by... uh, 
yeah. by Galena. Like right. And uh, you start to feel like she's a jerk, and you almost start to feel bad for her then because this chapter goes really poorly for her. She, yeah. she, she's a captive of Savannah and her Aiel wise ones. Galena is like super Black Aja. Yeah. Like she's really into it. Like she's been Black Aja for forever, it sounds like. She was one of the heads of the Black Aja, which yeah, I don't yeah. think we knew until. Like we knew she was Black Aja, but I don't know right. if we knew that she was that high up the food chain, so to speak. So Savannah just basically treats her like crap and tortures her and, and pronounces her Datsang or whatever, which I think we know is reviled or yeah, something like yeah. that, crappy person or something, which yeah. means they just torture you forever. It's, it, it seems like it's the only thing where it's okay for them to treat you outside of the rules of Aiel, because they even treat outsiders yeah. by their laws, but a dot saying is like, you don't have to give them that and, kind of courtesy. And what Savannah wants is to break her and make her her own personal uh, wizard battery. Yeah, bad news for Galena. Yeah, it's not great. But then Kadar shows up and gives Savannah an oath rod, which is bad. Yeah, like, isn't that what he, he actually calls it that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says it's an oath rod, which like, is the same thing they use at the White Tower. Yeah, well, it's called an oath rod, whatever you want to call it, you know? <laughs> it's like, what? Hold on. Yeah. You have one of those too, huh? Yeah, so she can use that to bind channelers to, to her, or to do whatever she wants. He's still feeding them, like, all these dangerous treasures. It's kind of funny, because, like, it, it feels like they're his pet project right now, you know? He's spending yeah. a lot of time and energy on these people. I think, unlike what he usually does, he's just having fun. Yeah. It's, this is enjoyable. This is like a side hobby. It has nothing to <laughs> yeah. do with, like, his actual plans. And then he gives them a bunch of basically fake boxes that he says will let them travel, but won't. And he just scatters them all over the whole world. I know. I thought this was actually pretty funny, because when he was handing these out, I was just like... Damn, he has a lot of these. Where the fuck did he get all these magic teleportation cubes? <laughs> and then, then uh, yeah, they just uh, yeah, they're just, just not. Yeah, they're just they're just not. And it, it 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 doesn't go very well for anyone, right? They're just dropped. Like he drops all these pockets of Aiel, these small groups of Aiel, in just the random middle of Rand's army. So mm -hmm. I mean, they're just an annoyance. They're not even gonna pose a real yeah, threat, right? I, but I think he's. Those are just the ones we see who get killed right away. I think he spread them like all over the place, oh, and so okay. it's part of his chaos plan. I thought it was all around Rand's armies or interfere, like just some of them were them. near near his army, like a big chunk of them. But also a lot of them were just in random places all over the place. Yeah, and then like the portals start closing on people because <laughs> yeah. you know he doesn't care that much. He's a jerk. And yeah. some of them open on like a cliff edge. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah, because he's a jerk. Because <laughs> he's a jerk. Yeah, it, I don't know. He he really s seems like he's. He thinks a lot of himself here, but I, I can't help but feel like he's kind of making a mess of some things with us, you know? Yeah, and and Grendel's still working with him, and then he's basically like, Ha-ha, got him, didn't I? And then they leave, and we see that Shaidar Haran is aware of this. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, I don't know. Sh Shaidar Haran, I, I thought Shaidar Haran was a direct analog for the for the Dark One somehow, like, mm -hmm. or, or his, like, his tendril in the world, but there's something that happens here that's a little strange. They mention how Shaidar Haran uh, feels weakened when he's away from uh, Shaogol, right? Yeah. But he says something like, I uh, I won't have that much longer. I, I didn't know if that was indicating that Shaidar Haran was trying to become his own thing, or if it was just like, Oh, the whole world's Trying maybe. to make the whole world like Shalagol. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell which one that was. Mm, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know what's up with Shaidar Haran at all. I don't know, but it did remind me of the Ogier and the Steadings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is kind of the same kind of maybe deal. The, I mean, he's bigger than a normal Myrdral. Maybe he's an anti-Ogier. Oh, mm. weird. 
Ogier. He's like yeah. the true Ogier. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, just a just kind of a weird snatch from from him. Uh, but mm. I guess he seems like he's kind of okay with it because he's like, oh, as long as he's sowing chaos, that's cool. Yeah, but I I think the Dark One knows a lot more about what's going on than is let on. Yeah, seems like. And the Dark One's play is not just kill Rand. The Dark One's play is something else. Well, I think I think that. If I remember correctly, the Forsaken have been expressly told not to kill Rand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, because I think the Dark Ones always want. Well, it's it's hard to separate because so much of what we were thinking of as the Dark One was just um, what's his name? Oh, Ishmael. Ishmael Balzaman, whatever. Just being insane. Yeah. yeah. So ba- Ishmael slash Balzaman was was doing a lot of saying things like, "No, I will have you," or whatever, back in the first book. But now it just turns out that was another Forsaken. So who knows what the Dark One actually wants? Yeah, right. We still don't really know, do we? Yeah. So chapter 41, A Crown of Swords, a titular chapter, icon of the Wheel of Time. So Rand wakes up, uh, he's surrounded by all of his various channeling courtiers who are all arguing over him. It's got a wizard pissing contest. Yeah, so it's a really unpleasant way to, to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's had a rough time, you know, he needs some rest and mm-hmm. just a dragon's work is never done. And they try to keep him in bed uh, by... Uh, nudity shaming him? Yeah. Oh, but, I don't like. One of, well, one of the was it? Cats one is like nobody wants to see your butt, and one of the other ones is like I kind of want to see his butt. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is, this is real weird. Yeah, she she says she calls it his like hairless hairless backside. bottom cheeks. Yeah, yeah like, like really? So like, she so what what Cats one is into is like really hairy dudes. So <laughs> if you're a dude with a hairy ass, she's there for it. Just want you to know. <laughs> but he's like. Totally okay with public nudity at this point, because like, the maidens have been torturing him this way for a long time. And yeah. He's like, I'm, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> he's like, I'm over it. Whatever. You know. Yeah. Enjoy and, the view, ladies. <laughs> he sashays over. <laughs> yeah. He does a little pirouette. Helicopters. Yeah. That's what I would do. Just helicopter all the way over. Ever seen one of these? <laughs> <laughs> this is the wristwatch. Flip it over his wrist. <laughs> Gross. Uh, and gets his clothes and, and sends them all away. And uh, he's gotten a report from one of his ashaman, uh, Jonan Adley, which has uh, apparently means it's time to go with the uh, the invasion of Ilion, like the the High Lord Weramon, the Pokemon. Yeah, uh, Weramon, Weramon <laughs> has been attacking the forts in in Ilion, and it's drawn Samael out. So this is the plan that, if we're keeping count, started what like two books ago. Yes, yes. This, this is the plan. This is oh it. my god! I know. Which is. Exactly what we thought <laughs> is teleported to Ilion and, and kills. Because why would it be anything else, right? It I was mean, so anticlimactic. If, if you can teleport your army into the middle of the city, that's always the best plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like he, he, the all the Saldean horsemen have been practicing riding through a narrow area really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all those horse tricks are kind of useful, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're 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 attacking the city, but he does this thing where he, which I thought was actually kind of cool. He learned from. Um, his encounter with uh, what's his name the, the last Forsaken he killed in oh, uh, Robin Robin thank you uh, so he teleports in teleports to the top of a tower and just like starts sweeping the entire area with yeah. like loose channeling power to trigger all the traps yeah that's a good idea yeah, yeah that's a great that's idea, a idea. <laughs> uh, yeah him and his buddies they all do it uh, yeah so they teleport to Ilium the Saldeans begin conquering the city uh, on horseback and um I wonder if, like, as they were riding through the gateway, they were like, 
riding down on the side of their horse and stuff. Almost, almost certainly. You know, looking like they're falling out of the horse, but they're not really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're doing <laughs> tricks, right? That's, that's, that's the way they ride. This is the way we always do it. Yeah. Or they're surfing on them. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Some of them are standing up on top, like, yeah. whoa! Oh, no, I'm falling. Just kidding, I'm fine. So this actually kind of reminded me of, like, the D-Day invasion, when they had the paratroopers that they just landed behind enemy lines, which is uh, really dangerous, but was very effective. I guess the Saldians don't give a shit, right? They're, they're, right. Uh, he also makes them not bring any women along, which, I guess, is that just Rand's... That's just Rand's thing. Okay, yeah. He's just like, I, I hate it when, when ladies get killed. All right. So no ladies allowed on this fight. Yeah. Uh, which the Saldean ladies are very upset. Yeah. They give him some snake eye for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then, so Rand gets there, and he fights Samael. I love the wizard battles. They're so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one, it's... They can feel each other channeling, so whenever one of them channels, the other one just blasts that spot. Yeah. And otherwise, they just run around. There's some, like, weird red wire things that, that Samael does and Rand's like oh now I know how to do that and so he does it right back at him yeah but bigger I don't know uh, and then Samael leads him to teleport away to Shadar Logoth of all places yeah I and mean it's, and it's like dusk and Mashadar's out and this is just a terrible place for your wizard duel like yeah. well, like it, if I were Rand I'd just be like Okay, well, you just go there. <laughs> I'm just going to stay here in uh, Ilian and let Mashadar sort this out. Because, I mean, Mashadar eats everything, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand the thinking behind it. I mean, was he just like, oh, well, I'm evil and that's evil, so let's we're going to have more evil power or something? I, no, because I, Mashadar is not part of the Dark One. It's like a whole different Yeah, thing. I know. I'm saying, like, I don't understand why his thinking behind it, then. I think it was just, like, it might get Rand, I guess. I well, they, they kind of, they do well, kind of touch he, on it, right? He's got his Trollocs and Myrdal and stuff there, too. Yeah. To, yeah. To, he, he thinks he stands a better chance of surviving than Rand does. And yeah. he's, like, trying to up the... Because in a straight-out fight, Samael loses. We know that, right? Like, right. Samael knows that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, let me throw another, you know, hazard in there that will eat Rand, maybe. <laughs> Yes, but that hazard was also going to eat his own army, too. Yeah, that, that hazard cancels the Trollocs and Myrdral. Yeah. It does, yeah. I, I'm not sure the idea would... Not, not to mention the fact that Trollocs and Myrdral aren't really an answer to Rand anymore, right? Like, he can kill an entire army of those yeah. by snapping his fingers. Yeah. yeah. I think... Well, honestly, though... No, okay, now, I'm, now I'm, I think I answered it for myself. Uh, when Rand does deal with him, he typically uses the power... And it's a way to get Rand to out himself when he's hiding in the city, so somebody else can snipe him or whatever. Mm -hmm. If he, because that's what that's what so happens. So we've right? done this anywhere. It doesn't have anything to do with Shadar Logoth. Well, other in, than anywhere having, where he could stash a bunch of Trollocs and Mirror. Other than having Mashadar there to mix things up and maybe get Rand, just like another thing that Rand has to worry about. I guess to me, it it almost reminded me of like throwing poisonous gas on your city, but you're also there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he doesn't know that Rand knows about Shadar Logoth. Maybe he thinks it'll be a surprise. Oh, it could be, yeah. Because most people don't go there. Right, yeah, yeah. It's not, not most people have been there like three times like Rand has. Or maybe Samael doesn't know about Shadar Logoth and he's like, hey, I found this empty city. It's a perfect place for a wizard battle. He went during the day. He hasn't ever been <laughs> yeah, there at night. It's like, great. He's like, huh. <laughs> oh, shit, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. uh, I... If this was a TV show, I would say that they already had all the sets built for Shadow <laughs> Logoth. So we're like, yeah, we're going to have our, our final thing there. Rob oh. Jordan's like, fuck, I need somewhere spooky on yeah. out of places. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Leah is there. Apparently just sort of still alive. Yeah, she seems like she's doing 
fine. She can't actually be still alive, that right? Was, that doesn't make any sense. It, it was really, really dumb. She just like pops up out of nowhere and murders. Well, so so disappears. So yeah. she's she's got the she's been corrupted, obviously, right? She has. Um, Is that obvious? I, that's why she's beha- she she be, she has like crazy eyes, and when she sees him, she screams. That she's okay. So she, my read was that you know how Mashadar or uh, Mordeth turns into different people. Yeah, she thought he was another vision. Oh. She's been seeing lots of crazy shit. I thought she was corrupted with the Mordeth stuff, and she was just another like that's ma- insane person. But then later she gets eaten by Mashadar. Exactly. That's what doesn't make sense. I like the way she's acting makes sense, but I don't know how she would have survived this long so in that I, city. I thought she just survived through Aiel uh, badassery for I don't know how long's it been, like not only a couple weeks, right? A couple of weeks in Mash and, and well, right, which is very surprising. Yeah. But then Rand shows up and she thinks he's a vision, so she runs away. Oh, maybe. I thought the evil had taken her and like crazy corrupted her because remember they searched everywhere trying to find her and they couldn't find her. So yeah. I think she was taken captive by evil. You're right. Yeah, she. Yeah, you're right. So she she had to have been corrupted in some way. Maybe Mashadar was trying to get Rand to chase her. Maybe she, he did, but then she gets away. But then Mashadar kills her. It doesn't make any sense, right? Maybe that was just a distraction. He was pretending to kill her. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. This, make any sense. Honestly, this whole scene doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but I find this 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 climax pretty yeah. frustrating. Yeah. So Rand and Samael have a fight in Mashadar, and Rand has to. He has, so so Trollocs and Myrdal attack him, and he uses the power, but not to just kill them. He uses it to make a sword and kills him with the sword. So he could have used his sword. And not use the power. Or he could have used the power and killed them easily. Instead, he does the worst of both worlds and uses the power and also has to <laughs> spend a bunch of seconds sword fighting with these I guys. know. Why? Like, yeah, with use the one power, Zorchamal run. And that said, the fire sword is really cool. Oh, no. I love, I, I, I can't wait to see the fire sword on, on the screen. It's going to be really <laughs> badass, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, they, and, of course, because it's a sword fight, you know... Robert does, Jordan does this thing where he's like, he's dancing around and using his, you know, it's like, it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's you like, know? the swan cuts off a bunch of heads. Right, exactly. <laughs> that, that's my favorite form. But this one's a fire swan. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. He should have just used his regular sword. It would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Or killed him quickly. And, because, and then he gets, like, kind of got by Samael because he's using the power sword and Samael, like, lightning bolts him. Which is, I think, the point of the mirror draw and the Trollocs is just is for this very point, right? To, yeah. to, to give Samael opportunities to snipe Rand. Yeah, so that, that part of the plan actually kind of makes sense, but he could have done that in Ilion, you he know? He could have done that anywhere. Yeah. Well, he says a whole thing about, like, oh, I don't want to destroy a thing that's mine or something, right? Yeah. I, and Ilion is... A lot of this stuff hinges thing. on, like, Samael just having these weird hang-ups that he has to do things a certain way. Yeah, like the fact that he decides that he has to kill Rand near the waygate because that's Rand's waygate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like... But if, so then Rand falls into a hole, and a mysterious black-haired stranger shows up and helps him out, and then they both bail fire at the same time. At the same time, and, and, there's stre- and they cross the streams. Cross, yeah, which you're never supposed to cross the streams. We learned from Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Ghostbusters, which is set in the Wheel of Time world. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then the mysterious black-haired stranger is kind of a dick to Rand, and then runs away. Yeah. So oh, and, and when Rand asks who he is, he's like, "Oh, I'm just a wanderer passing through," and it's like. Really? You just did Bellfire. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, a random wanderer passing through Shadow Logoth seems legit, yeah, right? Throwing uh-huh. Bellfire around and, uh-huh. and helping Rand out. Yeah, uh, yeah. This like, guy is one thousand percent a Forsaken. Come on. Well, I think it's Morden. Oh, you think it's Morden? Because remember, at, at the end, Rand's like, "I realize I didn't feel him channeling when he did that, so he's probably Morden using the true power." 
Oh. And he's black haired like Moradin is. Oh. And he's, he's, Rand's like, he's only a few years older than me, which Moradin has like a young body. Oh, okay, that would probably explain that. But why is he saving Rand? Do not know. <laughs> yeah. Remind me about the difference between Moradin and Mordeth again. So, Mordeth, well, yeah, Moradin is Mogedian's boss. The the guy that has her soul trapped. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mordeth is like the the guy that's part of Pat and Fane. That now. was hanging out there. Yeah. Right. So Mordeth doesn't show up here. This is yes. Moradin. Right. Who like we've only ever seen like plotting evilly in palaces and stuff. This is the first time he's showed up and done anything. Right. But we know he uses Assuming the true power, which is different than the one power, and that's right. why he has the weird black things on his eyes. Yeah. And th- that's my guess at who this is, because who else could it be? I don't know. Yeah. And Moradin, I think Moradin is probably a resurrected Forsaken, just like Erengar and Osengar. Which, if we're looking, if we're keeping count, there aren't very many that are left, right? So it, it, it's probably Balsamon would be my guess. Yeah, something like that, because he acts like Balsamon. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, yes, I'm the, I'm the leader, I'm the, I'm the, the man behind the curtain, you know. Exactly, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so... Then Rand gets Rand's like, oh, that's weird, and he gets <laughs> he gets back to his cat and mouse game with Sama. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like spend much time thinking about it. He goes around the corner, he's gone. He's like, eh, all right. Yeah, and then yeah, what Morden also says to him is like, okay, in order to find him, you got to think like Samael. Samael's gonna be near your way gate because he always has to be. He likes to kill people near a thing that they did. Yeah, and which Rand did not know at all. So if Morden hadn't told him that, he would never have guessed that. Yeah, no. And Mort even, even says, well, like, I guess you got there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not fair. How would Rand even know that? Yeah, no, it's dumb. <laughs> Why but, would Tamayel expect him to go to the Waygate? I don't think... This, this is like you said. It's another thing that Tamayel just has to do it that way because he's Tamayel or something. I don't know. Because he's an asshole. He's a, he's a dumbass. Yeah, I mean, but, so if Morden hadn't showed up, I mean, well, Rand probably would have fallen in that hole and died. That's a good point. But also, So, so like, Tamayel's plan would have worked. <laughs> but not for Morden. Uh, yeah, they get back to it, and Rand, since Rand knows he's going to be waiting at the Waygate, he goes and he manages to get the drop on Samael. And then, right before he bailfires Samael, Leah shows up and gets eaten by Mashadar, and Rand like is super upset about this, and so he accidentally bailfires her. No, it's not an accident. This is on purpose. This is so stupid. Yeah. No, well, no, he, he's bailfiring him, but then it says like, and then he's like, oh no, Leah, and then he like he stretched out his hand to her, but he was already bailfiling her, so he bailfired her. No, that's not what I got. My, oh, yeah? my interpretation, the way I read it, is that Rand bailfired her to save her from Mashadar. Yeah, to keep her from suffering. Oh, I thought it was just I thought he just pointed his hand the wrong way. It was a surprise. <laughs> It, it I mean, could have been. So, so <laughs> honestly, though, either one, I mean, either one is equally feasible because yours, at least, I mean, it's not my read, but it's just yeah. like it's kind of dumb. But if he's bailfiring her, bailfiring her to save her from Mashadar, he's destroying her soul, which is worse than killing her. Is that worse than what happens to Mash- with to you uh, with Mashadar? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Either way, I don't, this yeah. is this is like. I find this so frustrating. You're right. This is so bullshit. You're right, though. It isn't clear why he does it. Because it says unconsciously he reached out to her while he was doing the bail fire. But then it says that she was dead before her agony began, which is why I thought that he did it on purpose to keep her from suffering. Oh, Mashadar. yeah. But you're, but you're right, Jeff. Now that you're saying that, it doesn't expressly say that. And I'm not sure why he would think that was a good idea. Because it doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he like tries to sweep the bail fire beam over to get Samael. But by the time he looks there, it's covered in Mashadar, so Samael must be dead. 
Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm sure Samuel is dead, even though he very explicitly died off camera, right? That's never (laughs) happened before. Right, and then Rand sits there for a little while feeling sad, and he's like, well, if Samuel was still alive, he would have killed me right now. Which, I I, I don't know, this, 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 this... Conclusion is so unsatisfying. Yeah, yeah. I, I disappointing. I really agree. This this is the whole plan, and he doesn't even bailfire him really. I know, and and he could have bailfired him before too. Like he had an opportunity. Like he when he was still an alien, he had a time he could have bailfired him, mm-hmm. but he didn't because he was like, oh, cuts one. I wouldn't want me to do that. And then he starts bailfiring stuff as soon as he gets the shadow, shadow logo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it doesn't know. make sense. It doesn't. None of it makes sense. It yeah. just sort of. It's not earned. It's just sort of how... It feels contrived. It does. It feels very contrived. I agree. And also, like, this whole thing, this is the conclusion of this plan he's been talking about for two books. It happens in one chapter. Mm -hmm. Uh, It happens in less than a chapter. It's like half a chapter, right? He, he like, wakes up and he's like, uh, okay, well, time to do that thing. And then he teleports to Bashir and then they teleport to Ilion and they conquer Ilion and he fights Samael at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it it was... which is a bummer because like they could have done that a long time ago. They should. I think they should have done it a long time ago. Although I guess the plan was to, like the whole point was to get Samael out of Ilion, even though he was going to fight Samael in Ilion. That was why he was moving the army to attack. I okay. So I think the idea is that he wanted Samael out of Ilion. He wanted to be in Ilion, and he wanted to, so he could tell when Samael teleported back because that was supposed to be the thing. Mm-hmm. He teleports back, Rand detects his channeling and Rand kills him. That's supposed to be the idea, right? But then, but he says in this chapter, he says I didn't expect Samael to leave Ilion. The only reason he did is because he heard that I was out of action. Yeah. And he was like, that's funny. That's all it took to get him out of Ilion was just, you know, be Dead. KO'd by the Shadow Logoth dagger for two days. So maybe... So what was his plan to get Samael To draw the armies out of Ilion. Maybe. But the armies already weren't in Ilion. They were in the forts, right? No. I, I, I think I think he probably had, like, garrisons in the forts, but I think okay. that probably most of his army was in Ilion. And, when it, and that was why there was the whole, the whole burn-up thing where he was like, give Samael lots of time to see us coming, because he wanted Samael's armies out and waiting for his army so he could go and get Samael unprotected. Maybe. Okay, but I feel, uh, I feel like it's been that way for a while. Uh, yeah, it has. It's been that way for two books. <laughs> like, like the whole thing, because the whole thing was with Matt, right? And then he just diverts Matt's army off to go do this other thing, even though Matt was the one who was supposed to be doing the whole drive right, plan, yeah. right? Yeah, and in fact, yeah, Matt was supposed to be like the leader, and since Matt's not there, it's Weramon, and the, the guy that came back from the forts is like, Weramon keeps charging and they all keep dying because Samael is killing them all. <sighs> like, this is, this is going really badly. Yeah. This plan. Would have been fine if he had actually done it the way he was supposed to, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he got sidetracked. He got distracted by So anyway, girlfriend. he hangs out feeling bad about Leah for some reason, this person that he barely knew. Yeah. And then he teleports back to Ilion and they give him the crown and, and say, oh, the king's gone. It's you now. <laughs> uh, okay. Right? I mean, like, that's, isn't that... Like, he, apparently the king died two days ago, or disappeared two days ago. Right, yeah, yeah. Like it, And they were like, well, Lord Bren got tired of him, so he, he's gone. Uh, so and Rand it's is, a crown of swords! Yeah, yeah, it's a crown of swords. And everyone declares Rand the king of the world. Yeah, the king of the world. And Rand's like, that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it is pretty good. I mean, if you're going to get a title, king of the world's not bad. That yeah. Had a good si- that had a good sound to it. Yeah. And so, I also noted that a couple times during this chapter, Dashiva... 
does new channeling that Rand has never seen before. Uh, Dashi yeah. got suspicious as fuck. Yeah, that guy is is definitely Forsaken, in my that, opinion. Yeah. I think he must be working for this Forsaken. I think he's just crazy, because he talks to himself all the time. So then, that's the end. He's the king, and there's a little bit of poetry, prophecy poetry. Right. Which implies, basically, that he's headed for a fall or something. He thinks he's in control, but he's not. Yeah. Oh, they mentioned that uh, the Crown of Ilion, which was the Crown of Laurels, they changed the name to the Crown of Swords. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah, like, did, I mean, did nobody notice there were swords in there before? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's... Maybe, I mean, like... <laughs> maybe it's metaphorical. Like he puts it on and is like, oh, shit, there's swords in that thing. And they're like, oh, no, there's swords in it. We better <laughs> change the name. I've never worn it. <laughs> nobody ever said anything. Is that like when you like accidentally eat a cocktail stick? I've never done that. Wait, you're not I supposed mean, to eat those? I haven't either. <laughs> ever. I've never accidentally eaten <laughs> And uh, so that's that's the end. Uh, kind of abrupt and unsatisfying. I actually, you know, I liked the Matt storyline. I thought that was really solid. Yeah. I mean. Except mm- for the terrible part in there. I mean, yeah, but it, yeah, the terrible part was pretty terrible. But at least it was moving and it went somewhere. And then, like, it had a conclusion. And this, it just sort of. And then he fights Samael, the end. See, it's, it's, it's really funny, because a couple of the previous books, I felt I really didn't care for up until like the very like last two chapters or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel this book is exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this book from, from start to about three quarters of the way through, and then I got, then, you know, there were some things that I didn't like, and then it was, that was good. But this ending is terrible. I feel this ending is just like tacked on. Mm-hmm. I feel like he just like... Ran out of pages. Was like, all right. Well, I guess I got to wrap this chapter up and uh, call it a day. <laughs> Realized that the whole Samael plan was uh, overdue, and is like, well, I guess I better put a pin in that one. Yeah, like, and I, I've said before, I thought the previous book and this book feel like they should have been one book because uh-huh. they went to Ebudar in the previous book, mm-hmm. and then sort of nothing happened. And then in this book, oh, we're still in Ebudar. Let's have some adventures. And uh, some other stuff like that. Yeah. It just feels stretched out, except... And then it comes to this extremely abrupt conclusion that both the books are leading up to. And we don't... I actually kind of like the bit where Jonan Adley is talking about how the battle went, but I would have liked to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, agreed. How, how the battle went with this old school lord doing cavalry charges against these forts, but there's a magic user in there. And they're these guys who are... Like, the, these Ashaman are kind of dueling with Samael, trying to counteract him, but he's so stro- so much stronger than them. Like, that's a cool story. These recently trained farm boys have learned a little bit, and now they're thrown up against the greatest tactician of all time, or what the hell ever. Yeah, that's a huge pity, because Robert Jordan's so good at describing battle scenes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was something he would have, like, he literally would have excelled at, is, like, writing that scene. And you know who would have been a great point of view for that? Matt. Mm-hmm. I know. If Matt were there, instead of where the fuck he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sitting NDA. Yeah, I, I and, and you know he he clearly demonstrated his value for NDA. You know, like he's the one who wrapped up their storyline for them. But yeah, I mean, like he's he's a general. He he's his skills are better used elsewhere. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I really love this book except for the ending. Really, if if I'm being honest, you know, there like I said, there's some rocky parts in there, but like, um, if it weren't for that ending, this would have been my favorite book. I think. Yeah. So far. Except for the assault and the ending. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I think if you deleted all the boring parts and just added the good parts together of this book and the previous book, you would have like one for the ages. It would be so amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. Because I remember you know, when, we, when we kicked this book off, I did a recap. And 
there was a lot of a lot of cool stuff that happened in that last book. There was a lot of like filler, but there was also a lot of killer, right? Yeah. So yeah, if they had, if they had blended these two books, just made one. And we sh- we finally saw growth too. Like I feel like Nynaeve matured. Not only did she get rid of her block, but I think she just became more of a human, and mm-hmm. she finally got to marry Lan and. Egwene certainly did. Like yeah. Egwene, she finally got to break off a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the seven towers—they're all his penis. <laughs> and we did get a lot of Egwene, which I'm a fan of, and like. Well, but uh, I mean, even Egwene in this was better. I think remember because once she became the Amarlin, she did interesting stuff. You know, so mm-hmm. like her her planning and her strategizing—that was kind of fun to see. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even Elaine had some some good moments in in here when she wasn't being shitty. Yeah, at the end there, when she turns on the kin and the Aes Sedai and is like, fuck y'all, I'm stronger than all of you, and the Umberland told me what to do, so, you know, stop being shitty. Yeah, there was some, there was some, some good developments among the, the characters in this. Yeah. <sighs> and so, yeah, what, so, dis- so disappointed in this ending. And, and it, what's, what's probably most unsatisfying is that we spend two books building up for this, like, destruction of Samael, and I'm like... 90% sure Samael is not dead based on the way that he wrote this. And yeah, I'm, I'm 100% it, sure. It seems like, really yeah, obvious, like, right? Like, it's, it's not like... It's like the, it's the bad old trope. I didn't see him die. He must be dead. Yeah, like, Robert Jordan knows that this is a, a trick that nobody's falling for, right? Like, I would think. Yeah. So this is not even, like, this is not even... It doesn't even feel like it's expected to fool the reader. So what is the point? Were you frustrated in the same way by the wall falling on Matt? No, because I think that uh, that was... First of all, that we weren't building up to that for two books, right? Like there wasn't like this extended thing where it's like, oh, what's going to happen to Matt? Oh, the wall falls on him. You know, it's like that, and we know kind of where that's going. That's that's almost expected. But Samael is like the whole reason we did all this stuff with the the uh, the Saldeans and all of this stuff with like moving Matt's army around was for this very crucial moment, and there was no payoff. You know, thinking about it now, they spent two books. Building up Samael as this opponent for Rand, and I thought it never really worked. He did not seem like a nemesis of Rand's. We talked before about he was—he's kind of the shittiest Forsaken in a way, right? Yeah, but the way it should pay off is he's the the general, the tactician. Is Rand should beat him in some feat of generaling? Like, yes. it, it would make sense if Matt was able to beat him in the, the feat of generaling. And Samael just wasn't prepared to deal with like the memories of a thousand dead generals or something. I, I would and love that, that. Yeah. And that and then like Matt proves his worth and like, you know, the difference between Rand and Samael that Samael never could understand is that Rand is loyal to his friends. And so Rand like couldn't beat Samael alone, but with Matt he can. You're right. Samael was set up the whole time as this amazing tactician, because he was the one with the bumblebees, right? Yeah. The, his... the golden bees. The golden honeybees. The, whole golden the regular honeybees. bees. The regular mean, badass bees that are good at fighting. No, the cute that ones. Are like little round golden bees. They yeah. even talk in the book about how, yeah, nine little round bees. <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah, so what was this bullshit, like, one-on-one, like, poorly executed? I mean, even in the city, like, the urban warfare wasn't Yeah, like, the, the wizard fight with Ishmael makes kind of sense, because that's, Rand was coming into his own as a wizard, or a channeler, or whatever. Sure, yeah. okay. And he finally cornered Ishmael, who's behind all these masks. He finds the real guy. Yeah. And the fight with Ravin. Eh. No, it doesn't. It was fine. It was, it was, it was fine. It was, it was just. A weird just fight, he, they didn't really set him up as a as a particular villain for Rand. He's just like a bad dude that was in Rand's way. Yeah. Yeah. But they spent all this time, like Samael has chapters devoted to him, mm-hmm. where he's going around doing evil stuff. Like if I were to if I were to write my own ending for this, because you know. <laughs> 
who doesn't want to do that, right? Yeah. Like, I, like, I think it would be... There's a, uh, a an army face-off, Samael versus Matt, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt routes Samael. Samael retreats on his own. Rand chases him down. And then, like, you know, there's... At, at that point, maybe Samael's depending on, like, one of his shitty friends. And they're, they're just like, no, we're out. And then, like, he gets, he gets killed. You right. Know? Like, Grendel would be perfect for exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if, if Grendel double-crosses him or abandons him, that would be, like, a He's perfect... He's like, okay, like, Grendel, now do your stuff. Grendel, where are you? You know exactly. So something like that would yeah, you would be to, the right payoff, right? Like you need to set him up as this master general and show that he's good by having him do some good generaling, which never happened. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or and then have him be defeated. Yeah, and another thing that kind of added to this sense of flatness about it is Samuel had always been set up to be the second best too. So we knew like that there was no way that he was gonna not be defeated by Rand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, every yeah. single time they talk about how he was shorter and less less of a general and blah 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 than Luce Theron. Is that Samuel or is that the other guy? It was both of them. Both of them, yeah, okay. Oh, am I thinking Rup- of Demandred? Uh yeah, Demandred is the guy who's like slightly shorter and like born one day later than than Luz Theron. Oh, I thought it was Samuel because at one point they talk about at the very end Samuel does a mirror of illusions to make himself look taller he, than he, he was. It's, it's him too. Okay. But he's also jealous of Luz Theron. Yeah, okay. Samael's whole thing is that he was short, and that was like he was really pissed off about it, and he refused to do anything about it. Demandred. No, Samael. Okay. Well, Demandred, Demandred was tall, but not as tall as Luz Theron. Samael was like genuinely short. And very oh. sensitive about it. He had like a Napoleon. But also, he was jealous of Luz Theron, like of Luz Theron's victories and stuff. Okay. Yeah. They were both jealous. There's a lot of yeah. overlap. So you knew that he was going to be less good anyway. Yeah, 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 and it yeah. just yeah, his character was flat. Like we didn't get a lot into him. Like I felt like Ish, like Balzaman, Ishmael, we got some characterization from him. Right? He's uh-huh. he's crazy. He thinks he's the dark one. He has all these layers of illusions and stuff. Uh, and we got actually got pretty good uh, description of Ravin too. Right? He's this manipulator. This. This man who likes to surround himself by mind, mind-controlled women and install himself in places of power. Yeah, it was interesting, too. I think his his whole relationship with Morghese, I think, added a dimension there. Yeah, like we, we saw him doing the thing that he's known for that's bad. Yeah. 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 And, and Mogedian, right? Like, Mogedian is like this like plotter behind the... Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. So, same thing, where she's like... Super inept, but she's still doing the thing she's known for doing. Well, not, in, not inept exactly, but definitely like... I mean... Like what? What did she do that worked? <laughs> she she caught Nynaeve, right? Like she caught Nynaeve in the dream and would have won if not for. Uh, but, but then, but then, Brigida, the the hero of legend, mysteriously appearing in the dream, which nobody knew could happen, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. If it hadn't been for Brigida, she would have she would have had Nynaeve as a force. That's true, friend, right? If she was it, that was a close one. Yeah, <laughs> true. I'll, I'll give you that. But you're right. No, Mogedian uh, was never strong. She was like. Um, she was clever, right? Like she was, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. sinister in the background from the person. So that's that's Mogedian, right? So yeah, and uh, then of course, um, what was it? Asmodian was Michael Jackson. So like he was like, you know, yeah. So so overall, this just feels like the book didn't have a lot of really good structure as a book by itself. Hmm. There were a lot of things that just sort of like we've been building up this rebels thing, like the all the rebels, and then this chapter where he goes and meets the rebels, and they're cool, and then they all die. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, they don't all die, but they all, they, their, their forces get destroyed. So, all I can hope is that the fact that all of these various things are left at loose ends means that we're going to get some additional, uh, some eventual payoff. Like mm-hmm. Samael's still alive. The rebel, the two rebel leaders are still alive. All three, actually, all three yeah, rebel I mean, leaders are still alive. Compare it to the Dragon Reread. Oh, sorry, the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The Dragon Reborn, where like, if you remember the storyline, like Rand goes herring off Crazy Town, like. 
to like to go fulfill the process prophecies and prove to himself that he's actually the dragon uh, reborn. Right. And Matt goes to the tower and gets healed. And Perrin and Moraine go chasing off after Rand. All these stories have like a beginning and an ending. And they lead to a conclusion where Rand proves to everybody, including himself, that he is the dragon reborn. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and finally defeats Baal Zaman. And there's this conclusion. And there, you can't really point to much structure there in this book. Yeah. It's, uh, it feels like more like a TV show where just, and then some more stuff happened. It's a pity. Yeah. I, I really did like most of this book. Yeah. Or like 90% of this book, I would say. 95% of this book, even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's really good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, the last chapter is kind of a lame payoff. Mm. Yeah. But there's still a lot that was worthwhile. Uh, so, anyway, I thought it would be fun if we could go back and I was listening to our earlier stuff. And I, in the Eye of the World, when they meet Min, Min has a whole thing about her prophecies, so I thought it'd be fun to go back and look and see them again. Excuse me, not prophecies, viewings. Right. There's like a little viewings check-in on our... Yeah, yeah. Because they're not all prophecies. Some of them are just lame, and they're about stuff that already happened. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because that's the way Min's power work. Is yeah, it's it's like, oh, that person stubbed their toe this morning. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of fun. Um... Lan has seven ruined towers around his head and a babe in a cradle holding a sword. Okay, we know what that is. Yeah, that's, he's, he's the baby, right? Yeah, he's yeah. the baby clutched he's, on the you're sword. The baby. <laughs> um, Tom, the strongest images are a man, not him, juggling fire. Yeah, that's that's his nephew who could channel. Oh, that, that he was oh, mad about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. his nephew was juggling fire at the channeling, right? Yeah, 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 you're right. Oh. And that's what caused his division with Morghese and, and set him on, like, changed his life to become this gleeman. Right. Well, it says, a man not him juggling fire and the White Tower, and that doesn't make any sense at all for a man. So why right. why the White Tower? Because he, he was he was still. Yeah, yeah the, the, the White Tower caught his Okay, so nephew. it's all about Owen then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, that's my read, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. That makes sense. The strongest things I see about the big curly-haired fellow are a wolf... And a broken crown and trees flowering all around him. A broken crown and trees flowering all around him. A broken crown. Could that be Manetheran? That's what I was wondering. So maybe it's it's him but, him becoming the ruler of the two rivers, or the yeah, king but, of two But rivers. he doesn't have a crown. No. no. Uh, maybe that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, right. And trees flowering around him. Yeah. Does that go back to the green man? Maybe. I mean, he hangs out with Loyal a lot, who's a tree singer. Oh, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe it's to do with Loyal. Huh, okay. Yeah. And then for Matt, a red eagle. That's right. Manetheran, right? An eye on a balance scale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think we, we predicted that because of his Odin likenesses, he's probably going to lose an eye at some point. Hasn't yet, but probably someday. Maybe, ooh, maybe he lost, maybe the building fell in his eye. It fell right in his <laughs> eye. <laughs> <laughs> his eye. Yeah. <laughs> he got a building in his eye. So I've never seen a building fall in someone's eye before. You really are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> this would have killed anyone else. <laughs> Sorry about your eye. <laughs> a dagger with a ruby, yeah. a horn, and a laughing face. Wait, so the dagger of the ruby, that's obviously right. the, the dagger that yeah. you know, corrupted him. And the, the, the horn, horn of Valer. The horn of Valer. What's the laughing face, do you think? I mean... Just because he's kind of the jokester. He could be he's yeah. a trickster. could just be his personality. Yeah, it's his trickster personality. I do not know. Yeah, that's a good question. And then finally, Rand. A sword that isn't a sword. Calendar. Yeah. A golden crown the of calendar floral sword, leaves. The sword that tells you what day it is. 
<laughs> yeah, the calendar sword. sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. Wait, what? Wait, so at Christmas time, do you get the advent calendar? Uh, <laughs> you get a little prize every day. Every day there's a piece of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, who's been collecting that chocolate from The calendar? sword that must not be touched before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a golden crown of laurel leaves? Which is the crown of Ilium. Oh, that just happened. Yeah, the crown, crown of swords slash crown of Ilium. Oh, yeah, so this, so, this, so this was actually leaves, the shitty picture on the front of my book, oh. a crown of swords. It's golden leaves. Does it have swords in it? Yeah, it has little swords, remember? Oh, I made the joke yeah. they look like those little like cocktail swords. I do things. now. Oh. Yeah, it's really obvious there's swords in there. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's sorty as hell. Yeah. That's sorty as hell. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, you know, honestly though, there's not as many swords as I would have pictured. Like when he said there were swords, I would well, have been he said like, there were like hidden swords. Like nobody knew they were there. Those are really obvious. Like because they would have told him when they handed it to him, watch out, there's swords. But he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he picks it up. He's like, ooh, there's swords there. <laughs> <laughs> um, a beggar's staff. This is still for Rand. Yeah. A beggar's staff. Beggar's staff. He, I mean, he was traveling as a musician for a while, but he wasn't really a beggar, was he? No. I mean, some of these might not coming up. That's just impressive to me. The crown of golden crown of laurel leaves. In yeah, book right. one, they're talking about book seven. And then boom, That's seven crazy. books later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you pouring water on sand, the ideal Ruidian. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I figured yeah. it was. But he brings, yeah, returns water with, from me. Yeah, to the waste. Um, like, like in Dune. Like in Dune, exactly. <laughs> a bloody hand and a white hot iron? Is he going to lose a hand at some point? Uh, well, he's. Mm. Lots of bad things have happened to his hands. Yeah, I mean, specifically his hands, though? Yeah, he's had brands on both well, he, hands. Yeah, he right? got brand, like, that, that's why they call him Rand. Branded Rand. Branded Rand? Yeah, yeah. those are the Rand brands. Yeah. He's, oh, got, okay. he's got, well, yeah, he's, he has herons on both his hands, right? Yeah. That are branded there. Yeah. But they're both by sword, like different swords, right? <laughs> yeah, well, one of them was his father's sword, right? Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one from? When did he get that one? He was, like, fighting Baalzaman in a dream or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the but neither of those were bloody wounds. They're both like brands. So right, maybe that's not yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Three women standing over a funeral bier with you on it. Well, I mean, oh, I well, guess we know who the three women are now. Yeah, that's his three ladies. Yeah. Black rock wet with blood. Uh, I mean, Black Rock could be Shiloh Gull. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say this, that's probably the final thing because we we've heard over and over that his blood will lie on Shiloh Gull or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of these things maybe haven't happened yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of all, I see lightning around you, some striking at you, some coming out of you. That's just like, you know, the yeah. whole being a rant thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, just, that's just this how he is. <laughs> yeah, it's just this whole deal. Yep. So that was the first time he met Min. Mm. Wow. That's really I cool. Know, right? Yeah. yeah. That was, yep, in the Eye of the World chapter. Hang on. It's before they even get to Camelot. It's Berlon, right? Yeah. So it's early. So this was in chapter 15, Strangers and Friends at the Eye of the World. Yeah, so it's right after they left uh, the two rivers. Berylon was the first city they went to. Yeah. I remember because they were like, whoa, this city is so crazy. And it's like, Berylon's not that big a city. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's barely on our map, I think. Yeah, they, they don't even waste time in cities like that anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, Rand doesn't even care about a city like unless he's the king the first day he goes there. <laughs> Good job, Ilian. Yeah. <laughs> Way to endear yourself. So that's it for this episode and this season of The Dragon Reread. We are half done, folks, unless you count New Spring, in which case we're 7 15ths done. <laughs> we're going to read New Spring. Somewhere yeah. around half. We're going to, but it's short. Oh, okay. So we're just going to say we're half done with the series. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, that yeah that was Crown of Swords. Uh, thank you for listening to us this long. Uh, next time we're going to do what we usually do. We're going to take a short break, about a week, and then we're going to return with our other podcast, MWA, Muggles with Attitude, about the Harry Potter series, in which we're going to read book five, Harry Potter and the... Order of the Phoenix. Yes. Uh, I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter or Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have any of those things. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonreread.com. We love hearing from you. Uh, please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The, the light, light illuminates you. you.